0: Welcome to C3 Church Tugger. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I'm so honored and'm um, privileged to be able to bring this message to you this morning, but to also have a family service with our C three kids with us can we give them a massive hand for that beautiful song which is amazing. I love when when kids are worshiping in church and you can see that they're meaning every lyric and and uh, and seeing the future worship leaders of c three Tugger, amen? it's awesome and this is what church is all about in the many generations so Today I'm gonna bring a message to you that um, I really based around for the C3 kids, but I take it as Jesus did when he used to sit with the children and the parents would be around and still be hearing and be impacted by the stories he was sharing with the children. So today we're gonna all have childlike faith. Can you say childlike faith? There's a scripture I wanna share with you this morning in Ephesians 1, 18 to 21, it says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, that's you this morning, your glorious inheritance is here with God in his house and his incomparably great power for us who believe. So all that power is available to you this morning. Is that good? Who already got stirred up by Andrew this morning, saying they were undefeated. My spirit needed that this morning. It was amazing. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. And every name that is evoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Today, I want to remind you of the incredible faith that is available to you, the incredible power that is available to you because of the price Jesus Christ made. Amen. Over 2,000 years ago, what he did was for you today. So, we're going to claim that, we're going to be refreshed in the story of Easter this morning. And if you've never heard it, then come on a journey with us this morning and just know that this story of Easter is for you to know Christ's love and to know that faith is available to you this morning. You know, when Jesus died on that cross, he conquered death. He rose from the dead, like we heard from Pastor Julie this morning. And you guys have got little envelopes there that you're gonna actually help me preach this morning. Is that all right? Can you guys help me preach this morning? Because you guys look so clever down there. So you guys are going to follow along. What you've got, if you open up your envelopes now, I can see you patiently waiting. Open up your envelopes and inside you'll see you've got little pictures and you're going to follow along with me because I'm going to share some stories out of the Bible and you're going to pick out those pictures and you're going to match it to my story that I'm going to share of the Bible. You've got it? Yeah? And then also I'm going to ask you some questions And I'm sure that Easter Bunny came to my house this morning because he told me that these little ones are for the kids who answer the questions correctly. So get ready. And adults, I will involve you as well. But Easter is an incredible time to remind us of that we can step into power, that we have power because of the price he paid. And, you know, for me, sometimes the message of faith, which I'm going to be speaking about this morning... Sometimes we always feel like our faith has to be perfect. Sometimes we all feel like our faith always has to be big and bold and courageous and strong. But the beautiful thing about the stories I'm going to share the Bible this morning is that God hears and sees small faith and he responds in great power. That is beautiful. See, for me as a Christian, I've experienced times in my life where my faith has felt as small as a mustard seed. Have you guys got your little mustard seeds there? You've got tiny, so my faith feels that small. Really, 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 really really tiny. Almost, you hold it in your hand and your hand feels so big compared to this little small mustard seed. You can hold one if you like to see how small it is. But there's seasons in my life where I feel like my faith, and I'm a pastor, right? and I'm a pastor's kid as well. And sometimes I get up on Sunday mornings and I feel like my faith for that service is as small as a mustard seed. But the beautiful grace of God and the power of God that He showed and demonstrated on that cross says it's okay. It's okay for me to not have perfect faith. It's okay for me not to have these big and bold and courageous faith all the time. It's okay for me to bring my small faith to God and say, God, what can you do with this? I want to share a story out of the Bible, Matthew 17. And we can follow that up on the screen. At the bottom of the mountain, they were met by a crowd of waiting people. As they approached, a man came out of the crowd and fell to his knees begging, Master, have mercy on my son, He goes out of his mind and suffers terribly falling into seizures. Frequently, he's pitched into the fire, other times into the river. I brought him to your disciples, but they could do nothing for him. And long story short is that Jesus gets a little bit fussed over the disciples, but then he actually ends up healing the boy, and the boy is completely healed. Amen? How awesome is that? But I want to come down to 19 where it says, When the disciples had Jesus off to themselves, they asked, Why couldn't we heal the boy? Why couldn't we set this boy free? And he says and replies in 20, he says, because you're not taking God seriously. The simple truth is that if you had more, if you had mere of a kernel of faith, a poppy seed, you would tell this mountain to move. You would tell this mountain to move and it would move. There is nothing you wouldn't be able to tackle. So he is saying and stating to his disciples then who were his great friends, he's telling them and everyone who was around, because there was a crowd around, that it's okay to have faith as small as a mustard seed because he can still work with that, which is powerful, isn't it? It's amazing and it's incredible revelation to take that pressure off you To feel like your faith always has to be big and bold and courageous and strong all the time. It's tiring when you're striving. It's tiring when you wake up and feel like you have to carry the world on your shoulders. But God says just small faith is enough. Hey, I'm going to teach you some Swahili this morning. Now, Swahili is the language that we speak in Kenya, in Nairobi. Now, there's one word. I wonder if, Charlie, if you remember it. It means little. Do you remember it? What about you, Joey? Do you remember? I need to keep up my Swahili lessons with Auntie Jamie. Small or little means kidogo. Can you guys say kidogo? Oh. Oh. Silly me. Kidogo. Kidogo means small or little. So I'm going to use that word a lot today. Instead of small, little, I'm going to say kidogo, and which means small or little. But Kadogo faith can see healings. You know, we're not a, a, a movement that just believes coming and sitting in our services and not seeing the power of God move. We're not a movement that believes that when you go out on Monday, that you lose your Christianity and you have no power or no faith to offer people. Pretty much the movement C3 believes that you're empowered in the house with any levels of faith to be able to go out and impact the community in a way that can see mountains move in their world. Amen. And in this, we can see that even small faith, small faith, a mustard seed of faith that Jesus was telling his disciples can see healings. Who knows of someone in this room or at home or a family or friend who's unwell at at the moment? We know Pastor Phil is, You know, someone might be aching in their body. Someone might be suffering from a serious disease. We all know someone who's not well and needs the power of God to come and transform and heal their body completely. Who knows that? Because we're designed and created by God to be whole and healthy. Amen? So I want to talk about three things here that we can see in this story. The first one is the process. The process is of the father coming to his son, coming to um, Jesus and saying, my son is sick. I'm desperate. I'm overwhelmed. I'm worried. You know when um, your sick kids and your parents, your mama gets this little face like, oh, she doesn't want to see you sick. And dad's like, oh, come on, you'll be right. Gives you a pat on the back. Who gets that sometimes, yeah? Sometimes, you know, and you see in this story that This father comes to Jesus and actually his position, which I'm going to get to next, which process and now position, his position is actually he gets on his knees. Who knows when someone gets on their knees, what are they doing? What's this look like? Please. Please begging. He's actually begging Jesus and saying, please heal my boy. I don't want to see him sick anymore. So there's process. The process is of this man who's actually a human like us going through this overwhelmed feeling of his son being sick. And now you have the position of him actually kneeling before Jesus desperate. But the funny thing is, if you take Mark's view, when we we'll go to Mark um, chapter 9 and 15, it says this. This is Mark's view now because Mark is also there as a disciple This is what the the father says to the son. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus replies and says, if you can. If I can. And he says to him, everything is possible for him who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaims, I do believe. Help me overcome my faith. So to me actually begging Jesus, but to me, do you reckon this faith sounds big when he's begging Jesus and saying, if you can heal him? Does that sound like big faith or little faith? Little faith. It sounds like, as, as almost like it's a small poppy seed or a small mustard seed, right? And Jesus actually meets that faith and says, do you know what? I can see that small faith, I can feel in His Spirit that small faith, and I can do something with that. See, faith has to be still evident. It still has to be there for God to actually be able to do something. And what's the last thing is the product. So we got the process, we've got the position, and now we have the product where Jesus heals the boy, which is awesome, isn't it? Isn't it great when your friends aren't sick anymore or your brother and sister aren't sick anymore? It's such a good thing when everyone's healthy at home. Jesus heals the boy, but then he also lets the disciples know that they could have done it. They could have prayed for healing. Their small faith, their seed of faith could have actually seen a healing in that boy for themselves and they didn't actually need Jesus to pray for him. But sometimes we feel like our faith when when it comes to healing needs to be gigantic or it needs to be courageous or it needs to be always warfaring and waking up and praying for that person night and day and fasting. And sometimes it does look like that. Don't get me wrong. But at times as humans we get tired and at times we get discouraged and at times we get disappointed. But as long as that faith stays in our heart, As long as you go, it's okay for my faith to be small as a mustard seed right now. But God can use that. God can see healings in your friends and family as long as you show them how to have faith as small as a mustard seed. I want to share with you a video of a boy in our church. And he's not very well. Uh, When he was born, he had a disease. And both of his legs don't really work well. So his legs are crippled. So he has to use a walking stick. And he has to use his walking stick everywhere he goes. He can't lean by himself and he can't stand by himself. And as a church, we decided, and we asked him, we said, have people prayed for you? And he goes, yes, people have been praying for my life for about 20 odd years. I said, "Would you mind as a church, if we pray for you every week until we see that miracle come? And as a church, we've decided that we're going to pray for him. And let's just play that video of um, after church, we've all packed up and Garth is actually walking with him. Do we have that one? Oh, yeah. So Garth's walking with him and speaking faith into him. Now, we haven't seen the product. We haven't seen the outcome. But I want to invite you on our faith journey with us as C3 Church in Nairobi and say one day you're going to see that he's actually one of the best guitarists in our church and he sits on the stage and plays his heart out. You're going to see him standing and jumping and dancing and praising when he plays that guitar. You're going to see him walking to church with his legs completely straightened. That's what I'm talking about. All of us hear his story and say, well, people have been praying for him for years, so maybe you just, you know, maybe that's just how it is. But no, if we all bring our mustard seeds together and say, we're going to see him healed in Jesus' name, that Jesus wants to see him running around playing soccer with his friends and run around the schoolyard and playing chasings and all those things, then we can see healing in Jesus' name. Amen. My next point is this, another story out of the Bible. I wonder if you can guess what this one is. It's about two fish, and how many breads have you got there? Four breads. Six breads. Oh, it's doubling. You got five breads. Well, there is a story out of the Bible about a little boy's lunch and what Jesus does with that. And we're gonna actually watch a quick video to see what happens, all right? So turn your eyes on, listening ears on. Let's watch it.
1: Stories of the Bible. Jesus feeds the 5,000. This is Jesus. Hey-oh! is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, He taught everyone about God's love he did many miracles and healed people of their sickness. Oh, hey, everyone. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. A crowd started to gather around Jesus. There were 5,000 men and many more women and children. Turning to Philip, he asked, Hey, Philip! Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? You see, Jesus was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Um... Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Hey, I got an idea. Then Andrew spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Jesus said, tell everyone to sit down.
0: Bye, everyone, sit down.
1: Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God and gave them to the people. Here you go. Afterward, he did the same with the fish and they all ate as much as they wanted. Want some more? I'm all good, thanks. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. You got it. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves and two fish.
0: It's a pretty cool story, isn't it? It's pretty cool that it actually happens. That's so cool. So I got a couple of questions for you. Here we go. You ready? To see if you're oh thank you. Oh, legs crossed. Who remembers that position at school? Look at me, teacher, look at me. Okay, here's my first question for you. What did Philip do when he saw all the people? What did he do? What was his reaction? Now, I can't choose my niece or nephew, so is there anyone else? I'll choose you soon, I promise. But if I choose you straight away, it looks like favoritism. Okay, here we go. He didn't know what to do. He said it'll take, a, like, a year, not even a year's worth of, like, wages to feed them all. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Enjoy that. Good listening. All right, what about Andrew? Not this Andrew. Andrew, what did Andrew do? What about any of the adults? Were you guys listening and watching as well? Who can answer this one? What did Andrew do? What was his response? Come on, guards. Don't be scared. You're big kids yourselves, aren't you? He brought the boy with the lunch. Yes. Now, he pointed to the boy with the small lunch. So do you reckon that's an example of maybe small faith or big faith? You can answer this one. Small faith. There we go, Joe. I have to. I can't help it. I'm allowed to spoil them. I'm here only for a couple of weeks. So we see the process which is so lovely of the disciples because it actually shows us what how we would react as humans. You know, sometimes as the disciples we think that they were super holy and that you know they would get it by now after after years of walking around with Jesus, you think they would get it that Jesus could just provide. And sometimes we're like those disciples when even though we've seen provision in our lives, we still doubt God. We still go, oh, but these bills are coming up, God. All the school uniforms are coming up, God. And he's and like, yeah, I know, but how many times do I have to provide for you, you know, for you to actually have an understanding that I'm always going to provide for you, that I love to lavish on you, that I love to spoil for, on you because I'm a father, And that's what fathers do. They love to spoil their children. And so for us, let's have a look at the process. We've got Philip freaking out. Who's ever been in that situation where they're freaked out? I know my husband, which is amazing, and he's got so much faith for finances. But at the beginning when we first moved to Nairobi, he'd freak out. He's like, I don't know how this is going to work, Jamie. We've got this bill coming up. We're relying on sponsors. This is not a good feeling to be in. I'm feeling overwhelmed and, and I'm going, okay, well, I'm freaking out now because you're freaking out. And and um and that was our process when it came to times where we needed provision. And then you've got Andrew who points to the, the loaves and the fishes and says, Well, you know, that's kind of me going, there's my small faith, but I'm not sure if you're gonna do anything with it, Jesus. But you know, here you go. And what does Jesus do? He performs a miracle, doesn't he? And how many, last question for this story, how many baskets were left over of food? Because everyone's going, oh, I'm so full. That was so many, lots of bread and lots of fish and we don't need to eat anymore. Maybe we can go give it to the community. And what was the answer? 12. Oh, amazing. Let's give her a hand. There was food left over, and how amazing is that, that that's what God is into. He's not about just supplying your need. He's about overgoing and and actually going, you know what, I'm going to supply your need, but I'm actually going to go over that and supply even more needs, which is amazing. What was the position? It was a boy offering his small one saying with his childlike faith, Jesus, I have this. I don't know what you can do with it, but... You can take it. And, you know, this reminds me of times in in financial difficulties and times when we're needing provision, that sometimes we hold on more than what we should actually be letting go of. And sometimes we need to be reminded that as that childlike faith of actually letting go, maybe that's being generous to someone in your community. Maybe that's being generous in the tithes and offerings, even though you could hold on to that. And I love it how this boy just shows and demonstrates, I have this, this is my lunch. And who knows that boys get hungry. Do you guys get hungry? Do you? How much do you eat a day? Like a lot? I know you do, Charlie, you eat a lot of food. But this boy actually gave up his lunch. And who knows back then he would have been walking, he would have been active, he would have been helping his father on the field. So he's gonna be hungry. But he gives that to Jesus. But then what happens is that Jesus goes over and above and the little boy walks away full along with the crowd, which is amazing, isn't it? So the product obviously is that we see a miracle and we see Jesus provide, which is awesome. And we need to be refreshed in this because we all have difficulties and all have times where we're needing something where we're asking God for provision, but He's saying it's okay to have a mustard seed of faith. Whatever that looks like, if that's trust, if that's prayer, if that's through provision, if that's through being generous to someone else, whatever that looks like, show Him your mustard seed of faith and watch Him absolutely abundantly bless your life. Amen. I want to come to our next one, which is Kadogo Faith can be contagious. Who knows that sometimes the word contagious is not a good word, but this word is a good word. Now, who can tell me, in those two miracles that we saw, was there like a little crowd or was there a lot of people? Okay, Charlie, you've been so patient. A lot of people. Can you tell me actually, can you tell me how many people were there in the crowd With the loaves and fishes miracle? More than 5,000. Oh, wonderful. Good listening. So, so good. What about when, if you're listening to the scripture I read, what about when the little boy needed a miracle who who was really sick? Was there a little amount of people or massive amount of people? Here we go. A little. A little. How about... I'll give you a clue. Can we put that scripture up when they came down the mountain? And I wonder if you can check out this scripture for me. Now, can you see they were met by a, can you read that word? Crowd. A crowd. So do you reckon that means a lot of people? Yeah, awesome. Well done. So a crowd of people. So I love this because this reminds me that my faith can be contagious. This reminds me that my small faith can spark someone else's small faith. I love it that all the way through the Bible, we see Jesus using someone's individual faith to impact many. Isn't that right? He never just like secluded himself with one person. He was always surrounded by crowds. And it's a beautiful illustration of stories after stories of People being influenced and inspired him and impacted because of one person's faith. You know, let's look at the father's, uh, let's look at the, the son of the father, no, the father, and how he came out of the crowd, you know, away from all the people and actually got on his knees before Jesus. Now, to me, that's showing some faith, isn't it? To come out of the crowd, to walk out. It's like one of you right now standing up. And walking at the front, that would take bravery and courage. But I love it how God says, I see that faith and I'm going to meet that faith and I'm going to do something with that faith. And so, so many times we're in communities and we're seeing people who are sick. Or we're seeing people who are in need of provision. Or maybe some of our friends are getting bullied at school. And we need, you know, to be good friends with them. But we also need to pray that God will surround them with good friends. Or maybe our teacher is a bit sad one day. So you can actually pray for your teacher and say, I pray that she'll be really happy today. And whatever's making her sad, that Jesus will comfort her today. So there's all different levels of faith that we can go and impact the community with, which is amazing. You know, I want to share a quick story. Um, Yesterday, we were at a cafe and next to the cafe, there was a tarot card reading shop. And we saw these two people, a young couple, walk up to the board and start reading the, what the tarot card reading does. And they looked so interested in it. And Garth looked at me and he goes, I'm eating my breakfast, by the way, my raisin toast and my coffee. Yum. And Garth looks at me and he says, you know you can't let them walk in there. I said, oh, you know, you can't let them walk in there. <laughs> I said, I'm easing my raisin toast. I got my computer open. I'm trying to finish my message. I said, I'm a little bit busy now. And he goes, oh, yeah, faith as small as a mustard seed, hey? That's what you're preaching on tomorrow. And I'm like, don't do that. So I'm sitting there freaking out. I start to shake because I'm like, I know I can't let them just walk in there now. I see them walk back out of the shop and they go and sit down because the lady came up to them and said, look, um, I've just got someone, so I'll come out, have some breakfast first, and then you can come back. And then Gar's looking at me, he's like, "You've got time, girlfriend." Oh, oh no! So I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Okay, I'm preaching about a small faith. I'm speaking about like a mustard seed of faith, and I'm freaking out, and and my raisin toast is gonna go cold, God. And you don't want my raisin toast to go cold because I really enjoy it, and I flew all this way for a really nice raisin toast, and. I'm, I'm making all these excuses. My coffee's going to go cold, and I've waited so long for this coffee. And then I've got my husband looking at me and going, come on, babe, you can do it. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got nothing. So I'm like, hey, Jesus, download a full revelation, like a prophetic word. Let this just be like a holy moment. It's amazing. And I get nothing. I get nothing. And he's like, you know where your face starts, Jamie, by standing up and walking over. I'm like, why? Why? can't kind I of block my ears and I'm like, I can't do this. I've been in too many positions where I've ignored God and just walked away and then I'm just like, I wish I did that. So I walk over to these people and he's like a surfy guy and she's um, stunning and they're sitting there talking and I said, guys, um, I'm sorry to interrupt your breakfast and, um, and I feel really like awkward doing this. Who knows it's hard to reach Australians yeah, okay. Every time I come back, I get a rev of how hard it is to reach Australians and how scary we actually are sometimes. So she looks at me like, what's this crazy woman doing? And he's like kind of interested, like what's going on here? I said, this is going to sound really strange, but I'm a Christian and, you know, I, I do believe I hear from God and, you know, not like an audible voice. You know how you're trying to make it really basic for them to understand, but just like a gut feeling And then it came and I'm like, thank God. I'm like, I feel like you're just about to head into some serious life decisions and God wants to be involved. And I said, is there like any serious life decisions coming up? And they said, yeah, we're just about to get married. I've been married before. We've got kids. Everything's happening. My brother died 12 months ago. And, you know, he was asking questions like, if I did believe in a God, why would that happen? So we ended up talking for about 15 minutes. And I did invite them here today, but I know that the seed has been planted. Amen. They're not here, but I know they're going to walk into this church. But that is my small faith. I didn't have a lot. In fact, I was freaking out. Oh, yes. And that's the most important part of the story. He goes, I said, she's a bit freaky, isn't she? This. She came out and she's like, when well, there's tie-dye, she, we love her and we're going to see her safe one day. But she, she came out and said, oh, she's a bit freaky. And I said, yeah, we're freaking out. And I said, you don't have to go in there. Like, you know, I just gave you pretty much what you're searching for. And they're like, yeah, we don't need to go in there anymore. Thanks for that. And yeah, and he's like, thanks so much. Like, you're so courageous. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. And so that's my small faith. Yeah, I'm a pastor and I'm freaking out about reaching people in my community and it's totally okay. I don't have to be like bold and courageous all the time. I can be scared too, but I know that when I'm scared, that's when God can use me the most. Amen. (laughs) No, there's a quote that says, faith may not be sure of the process, but it is certain of the outcome. When you wake up tomorrow morning and you're in your process right now, I want you to think about the position that you're in before Jesus. I want you to think about the process that you're in, but I want you to also to have your eyes on that faith in the future, on that product coming through, on God showing you that He loves you, that He's all about your body being healed and whole and healthy. He's all about providing for you and your friends. He's all about meeting every single need but he's all about you being contagious as well, going out there with your small seeds of faith, saying, I have something to offer this world. Who wants to be contagious out there as a Christian? Who wants their faith to be inspiring to be around? I know I do. And that story of that cafe, I hope that inspires you to look around the next time you're in a cafe and ask God, how do you want to love on this person today, God? What is something that you want to speak to them about? He might give you a picture. He might give you a scripture for them. Maybe it's just a hello. There's a lot of lonely people out there. So a hello can do so much for that person, amen. So as we stand up this morning, we're going to pray. And I know you guys followed along really well. You found the crowd picture and you found your little take that home so you can be remembered of all the cool miracles Jesus did. And that you guys can have faith as well for your friends. You can have faith for your teachers to be saved. You can have faith for your friends to be saved and find out about how cool God is. And Easter is a beautiful time and a beautiful opportunity to say a fresh yes. You know, sometimes we don't understand completely and we have a lot of questions about God. But even with salvation, all you need is a small mustard seed of faith this morning. That's all he asks. Do you believe in me? Even just a little bit, enough to say that you would love me as your Lord and Saviour. You know, God is the ultimate Father. Jesus Christ is your best friend. And the Holy Spirit is your mentor and your guide here on earth. And I know my life has changed ever since I invited God into my heart and said, you know what? The sacrifice that Jesus made, that undeserved love that He showed me, how can I deny that love? A love that I don't have to work for, a love that is freely given, and it's freely given to you today. So with every eye closed in this place, We're going to close our eyes, kids, and we're going to believe that someone in this room will get to meet Jesus today, which is so cool. This is a free gift, a free gift to you. If that's you in this place this morning and you want to say yes, yes to God coming into your heart, yes to Jesus coming and being your saviour in your world, yes to God being able to come and provide every need, to see you healed, to see you impacting the community with all the love that you have to give. With every eye closed in this place, would you just quickly lift your hands as a public declaration, just a quick one, no one else is looking, just a quick lift of the hand. What a great day to be saved today. What a great day to say yes to Jesus today at Easter Sunday, incredible day. Or maybe you want a fresh yes to Jesus. Maybe you've been away from him for so long and you feel like today is the day we need to walk back into the door. His arms are open wide. There's no guilt or shame in his eyes, only love for you this morning. If that's anyone in this place, I'm going to give you five more seconds to quickly pop up your hand so I can see it. And we're going to pray an awesome prayer together. Just a quick prayer. Thank you, Lord. I've got some little hands going out the back which is awesome what we're going to do is I'm going to pray for you guys we're going to close um, the service in a couple of minutes but if that's you and you just feel a bit too scared that's totally okay but why don't you come and see either Andrew or Jilly, um Pastor Julie or Garth and I and we'd love to walk you through this prayer and to see God come into your heart But let's just lift our hands in his presence this morning because we all need a new dose of faith. We all need, need a new dose, a revelation of how good God is. God, I ask right now that you'll just come and wash off discouragement in Jesus' name on every person's life, Lord. Even now, Lord, as they're seeing the bills top up, even now, Lord, where their bodies might be aching. God, I pray for healing over their bodies in Jesus' name. Every ailment to be restored. There's someone here with a lower back pain even now. Is that anyone here with a lower back pain even sitting in that chair? Yeah. God, I pray right now. Can do you mind if you just come out the front and no, I just quickly pray for you? Is that alright? Awesome. I just want to pray for this lower back to be healed. There's someone with a headache right now. Uh, you've been sitting in service with a bad headache. It's like almost. I don't know if it's congested or a migraine that you get often. Is there anyone that gets migraines? You've got the lower back. I wonder why you're carrying a little miracle there. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Hey church, can we like reach our hands towards Lisa with our, our mustard seed of faith this morning and believe for God to completely release this back in Jesus' name? Let's see. I've got a, a mustard seed of faith this morning for you, Lisa. Thank you, God on the right side yeah awesome thank you father god lord i ask right now that you release this back in jesus name all this lower back pressure father god any hip that's out of alignment i pray that you straighten father we just say body be healed right now body be healed in jesus name we thank you Lord. this body this baby comes under the alignment of jesus christ under heaven's health And God, we right now, we cleanse this body. We ask you, Father God, right now, you release this back. Release it. Why don't you just start to pray? Come on, we want to see a miracle in Lisa. We want to see you enjoy Easter Sunday with no pain. Release it in Jesus' name. Release it, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Not just pray for great joy. This baby is going to be a gift of joy. You're going to laugh every day with this baby in your hand. And you need that. God has sent it to you in a baby form and it's totally okay for your baby to bring joy. You don't have to be strong every day for this baby. This baby is a strong, strong baby. Do you know what it is? A girl, a girl. I see a little giggle. I see a cheeky laugh. And I love that. She's going to make you laugh like never before. And your family She's going to bring so much joy. Amen. How's your Mac feeling? Can you just twist it a little bit for me? Yeah, it's good. Give me a percent, like 70, 80, 60. 50%. All right, we're going again. I want 70 or 80. <laughs> I'm not satisfied. My master's seed is growing. Come on, everyone. Reach your hands towards our precious Cecil Lisa here. And all you have to say is, Body be healed. You can pray this, it's awesome. Let's say, oh, Lord, thank you right now. Body be healed. Let this back be aligned in Jesus' name, Master, to be released right now. This is awesome. This is awesome. After church, keep praying for her. If you see her, go up to her and lay hands on her. Ask for healing. We're going to get to 100% before the end of the day and you're going to be bending and everything. Amen. Amen. There's just one more person. We're done for time and I want you to go and celebrate. Did anyone have those migraines or the headache or or we all, all got clear minds this morning? Which is awesome. Which is awesome. come forward, come on, this is awesome, this is what God's into, amen, on Easter Sunday and every Sunday, come on. okay, so she's had migraines for about 20 years, Christy, how beautiful is Christy, okay, reach your hands towards Christy, hey, that's not fair, migraines for 20 years. Can we kick the devil in the butt this morning as a church? That's not right. And as people of God, we can believe that that's not right. In fact, you can say we declare it's unlawful under her life. Hey, kids, can you help me pray for her this morning? Come and just lay hands on her. Come and stand here. Come and touch her like this. That's perfect. We're going to save, body be healed. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. ways in this mind. Holy Spirit, I pray for every anxiety, every discouragement, every depression washes off in Jesus' name. I pray for Jesus' hope to come on you like never before. I pray for your house to be filled with joy like never before. Thank you, Lord, and we pray right now for these migraines in Jesus' name. They're unlawful. We're saying right now, this is a sister of the Most High, and we're believing for over her in Jesus' name. In fact, you're never going to have a migraine again in Jesus' name. You're never going to have to touch therophine or medication again. And any time the enemy wants to bring these migraines, Jesus is going to step in and remind you of the healing that you received this morning, God. And I, right now, Father God, I just pray for your eyes to be open like never before. Dreams and visions. Do you have a lot of dreams? You do? Do you know that you're actually prophetic? I'm learning that. You're which is awesome. Yeah, I just see you having so many awesome dreams, some that are a little bit intense, but God actually wants you to pray through that. But there's some dreams that are heavenly, are amazing. And uh, I believe that you're actually going to pray for women who are barren, and you're actually going to see them pregnant in your dreams. Do you get a like a, a heart for people who are, are barren or they can't have children? You do, which is God's place it on your heart. That is your ministry to pray for women who are barren. So when you hear of your friends or people in church who can't have children or having miscarriages or struggling, I want you to pray for them because God's actually given you anointing to see many babies come through this church. Amen? Amen? And when you see dreams about them, tell them so they feel hopeful and encouraged. So I thank you, Lord. Activate her eyes to see in Jesus' name. Lord, that when she dreams like Joseph, Father God, Lord, of all those babies that are going to come to full term, Lord, all those babies that are going to come into this world because of the cry and the heart of this precious daughter in Jesus' name. Amen. That's so cool. I love that about you. That's amazing, isn't it? I better stop otherwise. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to say this quick salvation prayer together. If that was you. Um, And you lifted up your hand. They had some of the kids as well. Can we just quickly finish by lifting up your hands and saying this prayer together? Dear Jesus, I welcome you into my heart. Set me free. Come and live in my life again. Wash me of my sin. Set me free of the past. I welcome you as my Lord and Saviour. Holy Spirit, fill me joy feel my body again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you, church. Happy Easter Sunday. Take your fresh little faith mustard seeds out there in the world. You no longer have to be discouraged by the circumstances that you see around you. Our God is a God of miracles. Amen. And He's waiting to see you be used as a miracle person. In Jesus' name. Amen.